All of a sudden, from around that little corner, I see these neon green figures floating towards me. And he said, what is that? And I moved the branch and I looked and it was this big, hairy something. It was the weirdest feeling and I just was like, I just want to get out of here. It was so real to me and nobody believed me. She started saying, I don't want to go upstairs because of the ghosts. The ghosts are up there. So that is my ghost story. Welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast that's all about real life ghost stories told by the people who experience them. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. I'm Rebecca Black. And we're taking a little bit of a break right now. Mm-hmm. We're going to be back in mid-July with season two. Yeah, all season new two, ghost stories. Exactly. Oh, and make sure you're sending your ghost stories yes, to please. us. Get them that email address again. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. But we thought this is a perfect opportunity to go back and revisit some of our favorite ghost stories. And this time around in this mini-sode, we <laughs> are going to focus on the times that ghosts spoke to you. So we've got my sister on the phone again because mm-hmm. she's like my favorite person to tell ghost stories. She's <laughs> so I swear my sister and a couple of margaritas in a yes. dark house. You're, you're always- it is the best thing ever. Seriously. You're, you're always a good target, Julie. Yes. And now my For kids. Sure. Now my kids. Oh, so awesome. she, she recently tortured my kids last summer when we were over with the story about when you worked at the Appalachian newspapers. So you have to tell that story, please. Yeah. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, I was on the newspaper staff when I was in college at Appalachian State, and uh, we we always the newspaper offices were in one of the oldest buildings on campus back then. And I'm pretty sure this building's gone now. Uh, it was called New Hall, uh, which was ironic because it was the oldest building on campus. But <laughs> the uh, the newspaper office was up on the third floor, and it was kind of on a back wing. And uh, in fact, most of the time we would just go up and down the fire escape in and out, you know, up on the third floor. And uh, but it was a very old building, and it was known for these beautiful hardwood floors that were very, very creaky. Though you could not go anywhere in the building without people hearing you coming because it was so you know the floors were so loud. So our deadlines we always turned in copy on Tuesdays because the newspaper came out on Thursday. This is the school newspaper. So one night I'm there, and I'm you know I've got a bunch of articles I'm getting typed up, and I had to have everything into the the typesetting office by. Uh, 10 o'clock at night. So this particular day, I'm having to type up, retype a bunch of articles that people have turned in. And there was one central room that was the typewriter room, and they had all these individual carols. And back then, believe it or not, it was still manual typewriters. So I'm sitting in there, and I'm typing away, and my back was to the door out into the main hallway. Slowly, people are leaving, and finally, the sports editor, Brian, he sticks his head in the door, and he said, you all right in here? And I said, yeah, I'm almost done. And he said, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. So he leaves. So not long after Brian leaves, I'm sitting there typing, and and I hear out in the hallway behind me, and I was sitting kind of right where the door was. Behind me in the hallway, I hear someone say, Leslie. It was just like that, kind of a loud whisper. And I kind of jumped up and, you know, looked over my shoulder, and I'm thinking Brian is still going to be standing there, you know. Right. And there's just nothing but a dark hallway. Ah. So I kind of sit there a minute, and I thought, what the heck, you know, I guess I'm losing my mind here. But so I turn back around, and I start typing, because I have to have this stuff done by 10, right? So, I mean, maybe a minute, if that long, I'm sitting there typing, and I hear it again, exactly the same thing. Do it I hear, just like that. So this time I sit there for a second and I'm like, this has got to be Brian. Because I mean, he was always a cut up and, you know, I figured he was just playing a joke on right. me. But I'm thinking, I can't figure out how I heard him leave and go out this fire escape. So I'm thinking, well, how did he get back in? I would have heard him, you know, yeah. come up those noisy, that hallway. So 
I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, well, that has to be who it is. So I kind of get up quietly out of the chair and kind of tiptoe over to the door and I stick my head out in the hall, you know, and I said, boo. And there's nobody there. Oh my there's God. just this dark hallway. Girl. There's nothing there. <sighs> so by this point, I'm pretty freaked out, you know. I'm like, yeah. okay, I have no clue what's going on. But I know if there was somebody in this building, I would hear them moving around. But I have to finish my article. So, man, I get back over to the typewriter and I'm typing, you know, 200 words a minute finished my articles and I snatched those papers and you know, ran out the back door and down the fire escape. You know, finally I get back to the dorm and I calmed down a little bit and I'm thinking, eh, you know, you, you just got yourself worked up. Yeah. That was nothing. So the next day I go into the office and the news editor was in there, a girl named Lisa, and she was real sweet. And she said, how late did you stay last night? And I said, uh, I said, oh gosh, I was here I'm right up to 10. I pushed it to the deadline. And she said, I can't believe you stayed here. Was anybody with you? And I said, no, it's just me. And she said, I never stay here by myself at night anymore. <laughs> And I said, well, why not? And she said, well, okay, I know you're going to think I'm crazy. And her office, the news office, was right next to the the typewriter room. And she actually had a door out of her office into the typewriter room. Hmm. And she said, well, I know you're going to think I'm crazy. But she said, I've been in here at night. I'll be sitting here in my office. And I hear people talking in the typewriter (gasps) room. And she said... But she said, they're not talking. It's like they're whispering. Now, I had not told her anything no. about what had happened oh, to me. Oh, my okay? gosh. <laughs> and she said, the first few times, you know, I got up and I went and looked to see who was in the typewriter room and there's nobody there. And she said, finally, it freaks me out so much. I just don't stay here by myself after dark anymore. <laughs> and I asked her, I said, well, what are they saying when you hear these people talking? And she said, I never can make out what they're saying. They're just whispering. And I said, I've never been able. So she didn't say they ever said her name. But she specifically said the whispering, and that was before I said anything to her. So Can I, I, I thought that was kind of wild. I, and I didn't stay late by myself anymore either after no, that. No, Can I just tell you, I have heard this story countless times in my life, and I still just got chills down oh, my leg. that is so creepy. <laughs> I was thinking, I, I'm still in touch with my friend Brian, who is the sports editor. I think I'm going to call him and see if he remembers this, because I remember talking to him about this afterwards, because no. I told him, I said, I was so sure it was you that was doing it. And he's like, no, it wasn't me, I swear. No, because. If he says it was him, if he's right. like, oh, that was me, just that will like kill it. Yeah, totally. Like, this has been one of my favorite ghost stories ever. I don't want to know if it's Brian. Like, I just can't get over the fact that you didn't say anything to this other woman and she has almost the exact same experience that you do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and the, the whisper exact part? Experience. Like, come on. Mm. I know. That's not I, just I like so chance. Yeah, no. That's what kind of iced that story was to hear her say because I had not said a word to her about anything happening because I thought people would think I was crazy, oh you know? Gosh. Which would be but, worse, um, having a ghost yell at you or whisper at you? <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough call. I think those I are think both really awful. It would be pretty bad either way. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure either one wouldn't scare the heck out of me. The volume, the volume probably wouldn't matter. Yeah, I would need my brown pants no matter what. Thank Absolutely, you. Code Brown. <laughs> Thank you, Leslie. I love you. You're welcome. It's so good to talk to you. So, Lisa, give it your best. Go, girl. So, I used to have to do a lot of work in Richmond, Virginia. And um, after staying in a hotel for a couple weeks, I just decided, no, I'm actually going to go stay out of bed and breakfast on Monument Row. So, there's all these 1800s houses that are fantastic. And a lot of people do bed and breakfast. And so, I picked one that just looked, you know, real pretty. And when I was making the reservation, they said, we just want to warn you that it's haunted. And I said, oh, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> and didn't think much of it. When I checked in, they said, well, there's, every once in a while, we have this woman who's a screamer. And I, I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And she said, well, she'll just scream in the middle of the night, but don't worry. 
And I said, oh, okay. So the first week, nothing happened. The second week, nothing happened. Someone's just crazy. And (laughs) the third week, um, it was like the middle of the night, maybe like two in the morning, something like that. I am dead asleep. And then something woke me up because I could feel something next to my left ear. And I felt something take a breath in and then scream bloody murder at the top of their lungs. And it was definitely a female voice. To me, it was kind of like a teenage girl. And I rolled over, and it was blood curdling. And I rolled over and just looked at the space where the sound came from, and I felt the energy shoot up into the opposite corner of the room. Oh, my God. So I turned, and I followed it. And then I just stared at that space for about five minutes, and then I was like, you just got to leave me alone. You've done your scream. It's over. (laughs) Wait, did you you say that out loud? I did. I sure did. Oh, that's awesome. Because, I mean, it was real. I stayed there another month, and I never had another issue again. But while I was there, there was another, because we don't meet it, you know, for breakfast, since it was a bed and breakfast, there was another lady that had experienced a scream in a different room. Ooh, that's fantastic. I know, know, but hey, can you do, are you in a place where you can do the scream for us? Oh my God, it's horrible. (laughs) I don't even know that I can. Do it, do it, do it. (laughs) Just give it a try, give it a try. try. That blood card like. Go. All right, you ready? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that would kill me. Can you imagine two o'clock in the morning? You're dead asleep. You feel something by your ear, and then you hear that, and then you hear that. We have someone on the phone. I'm actually a big fan of this guy. If you live in North Texas at all, you're familiar with Mac Engel. Mm-hmm. He's a writer for the Fort Worth Star, Star Telegram. Yes, and uh, I reached out to him. We've actually been reaching out to every local celebrity that we know, right. asking for their ghost stories. Mm-hmm. And Mac was one of the few who said yes. So thank you so much for that, Mac. So now you got to tell us a really good ghost story, though. <laughs> no, no pressure. pressure. I, I just want to tell you, I didn't believe in this stuff until it happened. That's how it always starts. I, yeah. I didn't believe in it. I thought it was figments of overactive imaginations. And then we moved into a new house that uh, had been occupied by uh, some senior citizens who had kept the house. This was back in 2013. And I remember the very first night I was asleep in the house and I could have sworn someone was in the house. It's me, my wife, and my daughter. I could have sworn I heard something. You're absolutely going to think I'm crazy. Okay, so maybe a little. Maybe a little. Everybody, okay, so everybody uh, knows, every parent who spends enough time around their children knows the sound of their child's voice when they say mom or dad. Yes. Even in a crowded room of kindergartners or first graders, they can always distinguish their kid when they say mommy or daddy. Yes. So my wife is out of town. I'm asleep, and my daughter is down the hall and around the corner in her bedroom. Okay, the door is closed. I can swear, God, I can hear the sound of a child Mm. back and to my right, which would be in the yard, and I can hear a child say, Dad, with a question mark, and it is not my kid. Did you look out the window? Was there a lost kid out there? I said, that's exactly, first of all, I'm scared half to death. Sure. I don't know what to do. So I go down the hall, open the door. My daughter is sound asleep. Wow. Now I'm spooked. So now I open the door and I look in the backyard, nothing. So we're always telling everybody to send the voice memo messages. And we got one from Carrie in Hawaii. And I can't wait to hear what you say about this. So here's Carrie. So this story is a story that my dad used to tell me when we were little and we were sitting around a campfire. Now, the validity of this story is important because his dad died when he was super young and they were raised in like a really, really religious 
family, like strong, harder family who can be no wrong and stuff like that. So he was always watched by this young babysitter. And one day she didn't show up to come get him or something. And so his dad and him went over to her house. They knocked on the door. She didn't answer. The dad noticed that the door was unlocked. So when he went to open the door, my dad being like five-ish ran to the toy closet where all of the toys were that he used to play with. In there was a doll and that doll was standing up, you know, like they used to do because dolls are super freaking creepy and its eyes were closed and then it opened and it like took a step out of the closet. My dad, being five, like turned around and hightailed it. And the thing was like walking after him. And it was like, Roy, Roy, which is my dad's name. And my grandpa apparently saw this picked it up and hightailed it. Later, they, okay, they come to find out that she, I guess, was like practicing demonic possession. So perhaps the doll was possessed demonically is what they're getting at. It was pretty creepy. And my dad still to this day, my mom collects antiques and he refuses to let her have like dolls in her house at all. Ah, you think? (laughs) You think? Wait, okay. Roy. Roy. When I was little... We used to go visit my grandma in Arkansas. My mom and my Aunt Betty had these life-size dolls. No, that is life just wrong. Life-size dolls. And I think that they would walk. I, I'm, maybe I'm remembering that wrong. But my sister and my cousins would always pull those nasty things out of the, the no. attic. Just to terrify. <laughs> yes. And it was always like at first they were trying to scare the littler kids, but then they would scare themselves. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if that... That's what she had. If she had one of those giant life-size dolls, and that's what came out of the closet. Right. But it was talking. It was talking. (laughs) So yesterday, Rebecca and I were doing some show prep at White Rock. White Rock Coffee. Yes. Got to give them some love. Because their coffee is delicious. Yes. And And they're not paying us for that, by the way. No, that was totally free plug. So uh, my niece, Savannah, starts texting while Rebecca and I are sitting together. And so she is starting to have these experiences at her house. And um, so she's at, she's just freaking out. She's texting me and my sister and then her sister, mm-hmm. uh, just trying to figure out what to do and how to handle right. this. So, okay, this, uh, I just, this, paraphrasing what Savannah <laughs> wrote yesterday. She has a little girl named Charlotte who's about five years old. Okay. Charlotte and I were home one morning. I was in the bathroom between the bedrooms, and Charlotte was on my bed laying on her tummy on top of the covers talking to me. I couldn't see her, but the bathroom doors were open so I could hear her clear as day. Well, chatty Kathy was mid-sentence as she stopped dead in her tracks and said, oh, mama. Someone just pinched me on my bottom. And I said, what did you just say? And she said, someone just pinched me on my bottom. And I turned and looked and no one is there. I immediately went to her and took her to the living room, called my boyfriend and had her tell him exactly what had happened, still being casual so she wouldn't get freaked out. So she recounted the story exactly as she had told me. But at the end, she said it had really long fingernails. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's just the first one. And she says, furthermore, Charlotte hasn't seen any scary movies, so she wouldn't know to make up like... Well, she's five. She's five. I can't imagine what she would have seen by now that would inspire that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, so Friday night, my boyfriend was in the back bedroom, and Charlotte was chasing Mia. I I am assuming that Mia's the cat. So she's chasing Mia through the house saying, Mia, Mia girl, Mia. So this goes on for a while until I distinctly heard a different toned voice saying, Mia girl, as if it was mocking Charlotte. I don't know that it was deep. I'm just doing that. So it ha- 
Yeah, she says, it was so clear, I immediately turned around to see Charlotte, who was in the living room playing on the couch with Mia. So I checked with my boyfriend, who was still way in the back bedroom, who told me he hadn't seen anything and did not hear what I heard. But I heard it clear as day, and I had Charlotte say, Mia girl, over and over again to see if she possibly could have sounded that way. She was trying to do, like, voice recognition. Yes, yes, trying to say it. She's like, and of course she didn't. Now, I did not ask Savannah what the voice sounded like, because honestly, I was too freaked out. No, I don't want to know, because if it was some deep voice going, Mia girl, I know, that would be... Don't think I could handle it. So then last night, the three of us were eating dinner in the living room, watching TV. Lights are on in the playroom next to us. Charlotte's little piano mat is turned on in that room. That's the one where if you walk on it, it plays a piano. Like like from the movie Big? Big, exactly. So I heard it start playing like someone was walking on it, but I just assumed it was the cat. Oh my god! My boyfriend anxiously points towards the playroom, and I said, it's just the cat. She does that. Right after I said that, the cat walks in from the opposite side of the house. And my boyfriend said, nope, there's the cat. So he and Charlotte go into the playroom, which was empty, of course. And then Charlotte turned the piano off like nothing had happened. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So we're all discussing this, like, what on earth could it be? Well, and I'm thinking the cat is not heavy enough to, like, push those little things down. I think they they can, but the cat was not in that room. Yeah, the fact that he's not in that room. He wasn't in the other room. So, yeah, so they've only... Be a girl. Be a girl. I don't know what it is about a ghost actually speaking that freaks me out like more than I know. anything. Okay, so do we have Chris on the phone now? Hello, this is Chris. Hi, it's Julie and Rebecca from Haunted AF. So thank you so much for taking our call, which I think you thought was a sales call. Yeah, I, I did. Originally, I did. I get I get about thirty a day. So, and I think you might have picked up in the middle of some really harsh profanity <laughs> too. So I just thought you didn't block our call. So thank you so much for talking cool. to us. Uh, we actually got your name from our friend John Anderson, and he told us that you had a ring doorbell video story. So fill us in on this. Okay, so I think this was, uh, it was sometime last year and we had a ring doorbell and at three in the morning, our doorbell rang and we weren't paying for the service. So we, uh, so I wake up in the morning and I, I have a notification that our doorbell rang at 3.15 in the morning. So I'm like kind of freaking out and right immediately then and there, I went ahead and paid for, I went ahead and paid for the service and <laughs> record so we can see what was actually happening. So if you don't pay for it, it doesn't actually record it. You can only see it live. Okay. So the very next night, we get a, a notification that there's moving, movement at our door. Okay, so I didn't think anything of it, but I look, I watch it, and it's just a single notification, and this was right around 3 a.m. as well, and there's an orb just floating around the front of the ring. Okay, I'm, I'm a pretty... Um, You're a non-believer, of yeah, course. Of You're course. a non-believer. All the dudes it, are. It takes a lot for me to, to really get spooked or freaked out mm-hmm. or something of the sort. So we ended up showing it to some people and they're like, wow, that's an orb, you know, and and then every after that day, every other day, every night, anywhere between two o'clock and three thirty in the morning, mm. we would get a notification and it kept happening. OK, so then we would see another orb. Um, we get, you know, some people would say it was it was a bug, but then you would see a grasshopper or something fly by or a spider crawl across it. And you're like, well, that's not a bug. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a very distinct orb. Um, so then one night, I think this is kind of where I really, I kind of started getting a little freaked out and it freaked my wife out and freaked out everybody I showed it to. But there's very distinct audio on one of the, on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. It's a very, <gasps> no! it's a very nasty, uh, demonic sounding voice. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> <hope> yes. <laughs> 
it was, it, and as soon as I heard that, and it's, there's no question about it, but as soon as I heard it, I got a, got a really cold chill up my spine. Um, <laughs> like, so look, look at my goosebumps oh my right now. So goosey right now. Oh my God, Chris. <gasps> What'd you do? Yeah. Well, and so we sent it to, you know, we, we posted it online and people were freaking out about it and trying to give justification for it. A lot of people were like, hey, so, well, we actually had someone that was a sound engineer yeah. and we sent it to them. And they couldn't quite get it to where you could, they could fix it, but they could show that there was a, a voice. Basically, they analyzed it. Right. And they can show that there was a voice at that exact time that wasn't caused by anything, that it was a very distinct voice that said, open the door at that time. Oh, my oh, God. That is insane. Oh, so, my God. Can we, can we post the video? Can you share that with us? Yeah. So, yes, I'll, I'll email you. And there's, there's actually a second video. Uh, after the second video, we actually had neighbors and friends coming to our door and like burning sage yes! at our front door. <laughs> you have good neighbors. Yeah, but, good for them. Yeah. But so the second video is even more demonic what? and it's even more clear of what, what it says. Again, it's about three o'clock in the morning. You know, like I said, it ranged from two in the morning to three thirty in the morning. And this time it's I'll kill you. <laughs> and it, it was a very deep, low, gruel, I'll kill you whisper. No, Chris, um, get out. Get out of there. Are you out of there? Are you out of there? Burn it down. I, it was, it absolutely, everyone actually went crazy. I, I think a witch from Minnesota reached out to me and giving me advice on what to do and to move out and my family's in danger. And, and that was, I got pretty shook from that. Mm-hmm. So are you out that now? That was, a, oh no, we're still in it. No. Nope. Did it stop? Long story short, our ring doorbell died and went completely haywire during that time. And we haven't gotten it fixed since. Oh. So it's kind of ignorance is bliss, huh? Yeah. Yeah, but crazy things started happening uh, inside the house. So, yeah, that's kind of a different story, different time. But that we're kind of still dealing with stuff in the house. Oh, my gosh. Can we come I'll to your house? Videos, though, yes. Yes. Yeah, send us the and, videos. And, and, you can, and I'll just email you, too, where you can hear the voices. Okay. And we want to come to your house. Is that cool? Yeah. We'll bring the wine. And investigate. And investigate, yeah. I guess. Sort of. <laughs> Maybe just More drink. We don't know. <laughs> Thank you so much for your story, Chris. That's incredible. Awesome. Hey, no problem. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Oh, my God. Okay, Rebecca. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord in heaven. Okay. We need to pray. <laughs> no, I need a shower. I need a shower. I don't think a shower is going to help. A sage shower, I maybe. Need, like a holy water shower. <laughs> All right, guys. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever your favorite platform is. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram. Did you like what I said? Twitter? 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 <laughs> Thanks to our board, I'm Ziggy Becker, and to Andrew Mamaliga for our theme song, and also to On Air Media for their titles and technical support. And of course, we got to thank you for listening to Haunted AF. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you, baby. Oh, <laughs> I'll come back and haunt you too, Rebecca. Ah!